From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, we're in person here. Yeah, we? it's great. I mean, this is the first time we actually got to do this podcast in person. And so James and I met uh, last Infocom, Infocom 21, and it, this is Infocom 22. And uh, it's been a great ride for us. We've uh, completed a year of, of doing Ask the Programmer, and uh, we're able to celebrate it by being here in person together at the Sterren booth at Infocom 22. And we're joined with two by two guests, and we'd like to introduce them, and we have a question on deck to talk about today. So first is Will DeWitt from USC, the manager of learning environments? Uh, learning environments manager, yeah, same thing. Welcome. It's good to be here, thank y'all. And also, I have uh, honored to, to introduce Brittany DeCessory, who is from Control Concepts, our account manager. Hello, everyone. Hi. So glad to be here. Thanks for being here. So, um, Will, tell us a little bit about, uh, you, you've listened to our podcast. Um, give us a little bit of feedback. I've been enjoying it. It's really good. To, I've never been too heavy on the programming side. I'm more customer service, customer experience um, side, so it's interesting to hear basically the other side of that, the programmers, the what you're focused on and what you're really looking for and basically learning what I don't know that I didn't know that I so. Wonderful. Well, well, one of our missions is to build community amongst programmers, but the second one is to try to lower those barriers so that what we do, although to some seems like magic, still can be understood. And, um, and hopefully we're accomplishing that. Um, so what's your question? Okay, so my question is, I'm wondering the show floor, everyone I talk to just about seems like, I say, can it do this? I go, um, well, we've got an API. <laughs> what is an API? How, do, how does it get implemented? How can I help the programmers that I have to work with and tie into it and communicate to them what I need this to actually do? Very good question. And an important question and something that's very relevant right now. And um, uh, uh, Brittany, you, you work with us and yep. talk to a lot of manufacturers and uh, help to understand that because a lot of them don't quite understand they have an API, they promote having an API and they say that this is a big value, but, but what does it really mean? Yeah, so you know, you hear, we've got an API, okay? Now what? Like, wh what do you do with it? How, how are, is it being used within the industry? How are you making sure it's being used to its fullest, right? Because um, a, a lot of times within the field, it's, it's not gonna be, oh, I, I'm just gonna go and take and spend 80 hours, 100 hours getting it all set up here for my use case, right? So what do I do with that? Who do we go to? Who do we ask questions to, right? And James, uh, jump in on this because um, this is something that you, I'm sure, in your programming role and also in evaluating products for your university, this is, I'm sure, a conversation that you have often and having an API is critical, but are we making the most of our API these days? Um, I, that's a couple of questions there. One, I was never huge on APIs, and that was my own partake, because um, especially when I come to programming, I like to full control and not fully trust other people's programs. I'm learning to develop more with APIs. Um, so, but I think really what it is, is API for manufacturers, I felt, become a buzzword. 
they don't know what it is they don't know how to sell it or especially to people like will who is not a programmer all right how do i take this back and get my programmers to understand it like steve you under a apis i'm i know apis i can deal with them but most of these people walk on the floor don't know what apis are. so is that us programmers doing a bad job at telling our salespeople what APIs are, or is it just a buzzword right now? So let, let's take a step back yeah, because sorry. we like to we, we like to define our acronyms, and yes. that's something that I've learned from other podcasts. So an API is an application programming interface. So that hopefully starts to answer the question, right? And one of the things about an API is what is what are the commands what how does this device talk? What, what are the functions that can be used? And what are the specific messages that you send to a product in order to evoke those command, those functions? So that, that's, that's what's contained in an API. And APIs come in a bunch of different flavors. You know, um, they, they can be very straightforward where you just send a power command and it may just be simply writing P-O-W-R, let's say and that, that can be a way that you would turn something on or off, and it, it can be very simple in that regard. However, APIs have evolved quite a bit because we're in a world now where devices are on a network, and now an API has a lot of different values and importance, and this also is seen in a lot of mainstream applications that we work with. You know, so if, if we talk about something like Slack, or something like if this then that. These are different tools that people use that not only do what they are intended to do, but also talk to other pieces of software, or other products, and the way they do that is through an API. And how difficult are those to write or implement? How much time does it generally take? If I'm going and asking for these time resources from another department to help me develop and implement these APIs, I need to know what I'm asking for. and So I, I'll tackle that one and see if correct me if I'm wrong here. The way I understand the APIs general now is they're supposed to save time. So you can sit in there and go, okay, I'm going to write the power module and write this module and write that module. Manufacturer A gives you an API that has all those commands already done. You're just saying, okay, turn on or turn off and it does all the other commands for you to speed up the process. Correct me if I'm incorrect. So, so I think yes, but yep. do you want to jump in? So we're talking about now you take an API and what you do with it is you write software that implements it. So that comes in the form of what is the other side? So an API is a connector. It allows you to talk to that device, but what, how are you talking to it? Who is talking to it? And, that, and the way you talk to it is through the API, but what's important is what is the other, who, what, what is the product that is talking to the device or the other piece of software? And that middle piece is called middleware. You know, it's a, a tough name, but. <laughs> so, so middleware comes in a bunch of different flavors. Middleware comes in uh, modules, drivers. It, it, the, these are all the same thing, but what middleware means is that I have two different pieces of either equipment or software and something sits in between that's that translator. So 
in the control system world, you want to press a button and you want to make uh, something happen, you use the API through a piece of middleware to make the device talk in some regard. So an you, you can, and you can you, the, the API is basically the, the formula that you use to be able to get there. Does, does that help? It does, and so does it matter if you're going over USB or over IP base, or is it all just kind of the same? So that's that's within the the API specifications. So sometimes an API would be for RS two thirty two, sometimes it would be for network communication. Um, it it it's all specified within an API can be an extensive document or it could be one page. So an API is basically like an instruction list. It is. It is. It's and it's specific to the device. It's something that's created by the manufacturer, but what it's saying is. I want you to talk to me, here's how you do it. Mm -hmm. And then that, that other piece it, that, that you said, how, how do I uh, make an API work? You, you write software that uses what is specified in the API to then talk to that device. Okay, so if I'm wandering the show floor and I ask camera manufacturer X, and they say, oh, we've got an API that makes it work with controller Y. What do I need to then have to go to the programmer to give him or to point him in the right direction? Do I need a certain link from them to give him the API, to give him the documents to download? So what the, are they the API be is universal. So, mm -hmm. so that's one thing just to clarify. So you, you wouldn't have a specific API for different products. It's that, that's the starting point. You, would have, you might have different middleware for different products because those are specific to the two pieces. But the, the API is what helps. Um, so so it, it, yes, it would be a downloadable document. It might be a web page. It's it, it it can be extensive. It can be very simple. Okay. But but there are there, there are different things to look for within an API. So some some of them uh, are are very straightforward. Others can involve involve security. So there there's all different ways. So so one of my developers explained. Uh, if you are going to work uh, uh, to to connect Netflix mm -hmm. to a particular to to a device, you you get that little code that you have to put in that that's using security and it's called OAuth, and you, you by using using that you're talking to the Netflix API to be able to cr create a a bond between your display or your player and Netflix's service in the cloud. Okay, great, thank you. You're welcome. And I, I, so this conversation really has opened my eyes, and I think it goes back to what I'm talking about where it became a buzzword. Because I've always came under the impression, and this is my lack of knowledge, I guess, with, was API was the middleware. That's what I understood the API as. Because everyone says, hey, we got an API. Well, yeah, I, I took the driver as what the yes. device, you're talking about the uh, device as. So yeah, I've used APIs all the time, but I just called them drivers, not APIs. I always took APIs as the middleware. Well, and so that's where, you know, you're you're talking to that manufacturer and you're saying, they're saying, okay, we have an API. Well, do you have a driver? Do you have a module? Like, what's your middleware? How How is my programmer going to get that connected? Right, so that's that's the other piece. You know, that middle piece is that translator. So, yeah, this one's talking French, the other one's talking German. I, I, they got to meet somewhere in the middle. So, how is the manufacturer um, ready to help make sure that it's easy to integrate? 
Yeah, I guess that's what I'm looking for is what's the terminology? What do I need to know? Because it's like having a display. They're like, oh, yeah, you just connect it with a cable. All right, well, what kind of cable? Uh -huh. I know cables. I know DVI, like, But modules, drivers, that's where you don't want to sound like, oh, I just don't know what I'm talking about, but I don't, and I need your help. So, so by saying that you have an API, just like Brittany was saying, is, is a good, good quick answer because it's going to say, okay, I'm, I'm in the game. Because some products don't have an API, and you can't control them. It, it's just, no, you can't. It's, th th there's no entry point there. Um, but but that, that's a good starting point. And, and now an API also has to be validated. So it may, an AP, the API may not actually have all of the functions that you're looking to uh, support. And that, that's also something to, to go and take a look at. Because they don't have to expose everything that a product can do with an API. Is there an easy way to get an idea of what the API supports? A programmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pick up the phone. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so here's another thing that any type of device that has a, like a web interface or an app or an app, those are using the API to talk to the device. They're just not telling you. So a lot of times, if you that that's a good way of saying that I know that I can talk that that I can get the functionality I need if they're using that in an app that they've already developed. So, and, and sometimes they, not that that may not become apparent because they, the person that you're talking to may not be able to share that or be unwilling to share that. Mm -hmm. But that, that's a good way of, of uh, determining what is supported and what isn't supported. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about why. Why are we having this conversation? Why, why is ha an API important? Mm -hmm. um, so in, in this day, especially in integrated systems, we, we need to be able to make different devices work within one platform. And that, that's where we get into modules and drivers. And so I'm sure that you have a uh, specific need when you're looking at a product that, that you want it to work with something else. Is, would that be true? Yeah. I mean... I'm customer facing, customer support, so my whole focus is making things as easy on the customer as possible. Mm -hmm. How can we support them better, faster, easier, make their experience better? So anything I can do towards that goal is what I'm moving towards. It doesn't matter what it takes, let's just get there. Um, and so looking at APIs, if it winds up causing more issues than it solves, then it's not worth it. If I wind up having to tie up engineers for hours and hours and hours for one percent gain on function that's probably not worth it there's probably something better they could be doing but i need to know what i'm asking for before i ask it of them so that i don't waste their time they don't waste the user's time like just to make everything smoother can you give an example maybe of something that you might be you don't have to use brands but is there some situation that you're trying to find a solution for? Everything? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, let's take classrooms for example. Sure. Teacher walks into a classroom, they want it to work. So we've got projectors, we've got computers, we've got document cameras, we've got screens, we've got sometimes blinds, light, you name it. Mm -hmm. All that has to be tied together mm -hmm. into an API. Well, if I get this new shiny toy and I want to bring it into that uh, control system software I have to get them to 
integrated in so that the teacher can, can control it more easily. Um, some things are easy to do, they just plug and play, some things you need an API. And so how to tie all that in is really kind of what we're looking at, if that makes any sense. So, so that's where, we're at, what, what Brittany was saying earlier, that's where the, the having those modules or drivers, so what, what that's doing is it's taking an API and making it e even more powerful by saying, I took, I have the API and I've gone one step further to now bring it into the environment that you're looking to work with. So if you're working with a particular control system, you want to be able to say, do I have something that works readily works for your product, and that's what they call a module or a driver. Some uh, plug-in is another term for it. Yeah, so you, you know, you've got that teacher, they're coming in, and they have a checklist of 20 things they gotta turn on and power on and get set and write inputs and everything. That's not gonna work. That's way too difficult. So you get everything into that control system. You have those, those modules, those plugins, they're already all feeding in, all connecting and talking. So teacher comes in, plugs in computer, button, ready to go. Now we're going, now we're teaching. You know, now their time is, is not wasted on this 20 step checklist. They're, they're there and ready to use it and they're off teaching doing what, they, what matters, right? So the other thing we could touch on too, and James, if you want to comment on this a little bit, is that in a programming environment, using an API, you, you, somebody who knows what they're doing and has the skills can very much go and implement it if they, if they understand it. But then we also have configuration solutions. So that's where an API is only half of the solution. And it, and it, because the configuration platforms don't necessarily have the ability to do the custom programming that is required for somebody to talk to a device if it's not already in the library. Yeah, it, going with what he was saying, the whole customization with the non-custom, the configurating using that is going to be limited because you can't. To get the full power of an, the API, you got to customize it because other than that, you're going to bloat your middleware to, to try to handle every situation, and then that becomes heavy on your system. They bogs them down. So um, I agree. I think you got to have that balance. So where do you? Where's the difference come in between a configure a configuration file, a settings file, and an API, or are they all? similar flavors of the same thing. So it depends on what, <laughs> that's a very good question. So <laughs> it depends that's why on. why I invited uh, him. <laughs> 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 uh, it, it depends on what you're looking to accomplish and it depends on the approach that you're looking to take. So we've had shows before where we've talked about the difference between programming and configuration and, and you know, programming is like using a blank canvas and you can paint the pic any type of picture you want whereas configuration is more of like paint by numbers. So you only have certain amount of colors and you only have certain options to make that happen and if you, wanted, if you want to paint outside of that form of that or that, uh, st that, that stencil let's call it you have to, you're, you're either limited here or you have to go into a, use a different approach. And part of what, um, that's where modules and drivers get really critical because 
that that those are what allow you to make the, the puzzle work. It, you you don't have the the freeform capability of programming in in a configuration. So configuration the the advantages of it are that it's quick and easy. You don't have to have as much technical experience, but you also don't get the same um, flexibility as you would <coughs> in a programming environment. Okay, so this may sound like I'm asking you how to eat an elephant, but let's say I wanted to learn how to implement APIs. How would I start? So it depends on where you're coming from. <laughs> so um, it, uh, part of that would be needing to to learn programming a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, um, Are and they in specific languages, Python, C Sharp, whatever? Not, not necessarily. You could use any language, but it's uh, every, every API is a little bit different. And it really depends. There's no standard way of looking at it, but every um, API has its own. Um, is, is really defined by the manufacturer. Some of them in, in the old days used to be very complex because they didn't understand that they needed to simplify it for somebody like us to be able to use it. A lot. They made it so that it was more for their own use. Mm -hmm. And then as as uh, control systems grew over time, they realized, hey, we need to make this a little bit more user-friendly. So does it help then coming from the configuration side, starting there, does that help kind of launch into it or is it almost different worlds? As far as learning an API? Mm -hmm. So the configuration allows you to get there quicker, but you don't necessarily, it doesn't really help you to understand the API. I, I agree with Steve there. It's the configurating aspect of it is would not be a good place to start to learn and understand this stuff just because you don't get into the weeds mm -hmm. with the configurator because you don't have that option. You have option A and B, you don't have C, D, E, F, and G. Right. Like, so that's where you have to go and hit these other sites and these communities where and get into the Python or the mm -hmm. C Sharp or any language as Steve mentioned, but hitting the APIs the code wise. And, and a quick way to try and test an API is to use something called a terminal program where you just type in commands and you send them to the product and it either does something or it doesn't. And then you could also see what it's reporting back to you. And the, that, that's the old way that we used to be able to take an API and be able to test it and, and see how it works. The, the other thing that there's really not, not not always guaranteed that an API is going to work the way you expect. So it's very important to be able to uh, get comfortable with it, get in front of the product, and and be working with it. And that that's again where modules and drivers these these um, pieces that are pre-developed that you can have confidence in and, and are proven. So, other than buying a whole bunch of lunches. <laughs> What can I do to like help support my programmers? What can I gather to do as much front-end work as I can before I try to ask them for something? I think having somebody who understands and can be a resource to you mm -hmm. and, and be able to say to uh, s explain what you're looking for and, and uh, that, I mean, that's where third-party programmers exist. That's also where um, maybe you have somebody on your team that's a, a senior person that can be that gateway or that, that, uh, that, that litmus test to say, hey, this is a product that I'm working with and, and here's 
the documentation for it. Tell me what I need to know. Is this going to be difficult? Is this going to be easy? What's involved? What's the next step? And to add on to that, what I would say, especially in our world of higher mm -hmm. education, is being that go-to person to say, hey, company A, I understand you have an API. Let me have a demo. Give it to my programmer with no time constraints and let them kick the tires. Instead of saying, oh, I got an API, I'm going to throw it on John's desk and I want this done next week. Uh, they're not going to understand that. We need that time to test and play and build. So I think that's probably a good good place for us to, to pause. We, we gave a lot of good information today, yeah, I hope. Yep. This is great. Thank you all. <laughs> I learned a lot. Uh, we, we'd love to follow up with the conversation with you and, and have uh, more and you know, appreciate you listening, of course. Um, how can people get in touch with you and uh, learn more about what you're up to and maybe uh, continue, maybe, maybe there's uh, some feedback that our community can provide for you? Yeah, um, I'm reachable on Twitter, uh, Will, the letter R DeWitt, or at Will R DeWitt, whatever. And yeah, that's probably the easiest way to find me. Okay, and Will DeWitt from uh, USC, thanks for being with us. And, no problem. Uh, yeah. Brittany DeCessory from Control Concepts, thanks for joining us. Of course, thanks for having and me. And how can people get in touch with you? Oh, LinkedIn and Twitter, at Britt Dice. That's the best uh, way. Share a little bit about what you do and how you've gotten into this conversation. Yeah, of course. So ultimately, I help. Um, I go to our manufacturers and just strengthen those relationships, right? So I help them. They, they come to us and say, API, like we've got it. Okay, how's it getting used? So we, we help them get, get those modules and, and drivers built and into the libraries of the control system so that on the other side of it, it's easier to use. So um, I'm really out there looking, talking to manufacturers, building those relationships and just seeing where those problem areas are so that we can help identify solutions. Thank you. And of course, James, how can people get in touch with you and uh, share a little bit about what you're up to? And um, his, was this a co helpful conversation? I think this was a helpful conversation, not just uh, for Will, I feel, but also myself, like I said, to clear up that miscommunication. I always under impression API was the middleware, and the drivers were what we consider now APIs. <laughs> so now I actually learned from here. But uh, first off, I can't go without having Will here. Can't go without mentioning Joe Wegg, because now we get yeah. him to re retweet this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can find retweets. Yep. Um, we can find me on anywhere on the internet. Google me, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, higher ed, AV, where I write the IT and AV, HEPMA, I'm out there. Wonderful, and for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media, and also our company, Control Concepts, at controlconcepts.net. And we have a blog on there, and we do a lot of writing in the industry. And this is probably a good topic for us to expand upon further because it's something that we live every day. So, um, But we do appreciate our audience and uh, those of you out there. We want to build more community, get more people involved. Thank you, Will, for stepping up and being part of this conversation. But this is what this is all about. James and I really started this so that we can clarify more uh, more of these topics, more of these catchwords to make programming something that's more attainable and more and, and easier for 
uh, the, the industry to understand and digest and not be afraid of it, quite honestly. And we're also trying to build a, a lot more relationships across programmers in different capacities, and that's really what Ask the Programmer came from. Um, so uh, please uh, like, follow, and uh, share episodes, and uh, we like to hear more from our fans. So uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, as well as YouTube. And that's what we have for today. And this has been Ask the Programmer.